Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast of the Old Testament. Today's episode is going to be Exodus chapter 17. Verse 1, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of, the, of Sin, or Sin, after their journeys, according to the commandment of the, of the Lord, and pitched, or encamped in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide, or strove with, or complained to Moses, and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? Put the Lord to the test. And the people thirsted there for for water, and the people murmured against Moses, and said, Wherefore is this, that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They almost, They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, or with which you struck the Nile. Take in thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massah, i.e. testing, or trying, or proving, and Mirabah, i.e. strife, complaint, because of the chiding, or complaints, or contention of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Then came Amalek, and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out, choose us out men, and go out, fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and fought with Amalek, and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So this looks like the first presence he doesn't, Moses, Aaron, and Hur. And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, grew heavy with weariness, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed or supported up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited or weakened or disabled Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from from under heaven. In the book of Esther, chapter 7, it says, So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. Haman is believed to be descended from Amalek. He was the leader that fought against Israel when Moses held up his staff. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. His death was to remove the last family member of Amalek, as the Lord had said. Verse 15, And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi, i.e. the Lord is my banner. For he said, Because the Lord hath sworn, or in Hebrew, a hand upon the throne of the Lord, an oath of, of strong affirmation, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. 
These are Edomites, or the Arabs of today. The Amalekites must have been descendants of Esau. They attacked the Israelites in a most cowardly way, killing first the feeble, the faint, and the weary at the, at the rear of the marching nation. For this lack of respect towards God, the Amalekites were cursed by the Lord. The Israelites were subsequently commanded to utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. In this first battle with other people, only when Moses held up his hand did the Israelites prevail. When Moses' hand grew weary, Aaron and Hur brought him a stone to sit on and stayed, on his hand, and stayed up his hands. President Harold B. Lee, who was then first counselor in the first presidency, commented, I think that I think that is the role that President N. Eldon Tanner, second counselor in the first presidency, and I have to fulfill. The hands of President Joseph Fielding Smith, president of the church, may grow weary. They may tend to droop at times because of his heavy responsibilities. But as we uphold his hands, and as we lead under his direction, by his side the gates of hell will not prevail against you and against Israel. Your safety and ours depends upon whether or not we follow the ones whom the Lord has placed to preside over his church. He knows whom he wants to preside over this church, and he will make no mistake. The Lord doesn't do things by accident. He has never done anything accidentally. And I think the scientists and all the philosophers in the world have never discovered or learned anything that God didn't already know. His revelations are more powerful, more meaningful, and have more substance than all the secular learning in the world. Let's keep our eye on the president of the church and uphold his hands as President Tanner and I will continue to do. The contest of Amalek, therefore, must have been intended not so much against Israel simply as a nation, as against Israel in their character as the people of God. It was the first attack of the kingdoms of this world upon the kingdom of God, and as such it is typical of all that have followed. Strange as it may sound, in such a contest God will not fight for Israel as at the Red Sea. Israel itself must also fight, though success will be granted only so long as their fight is carried on under the banner of God. That banner was the rod which Moses had received, and that which he was to perform was to perform miracles. This rod represented the wonder-working presence of Jehovah with his people as their shepherd, their ruler, and their leader. Yet in the fight which Israel waged, it was not enough simply to stretch forth the rod as over the Red Sea. The hand that holds the rod must also be lifted up to heaven. The faith that holds the symbol of God's wonder-working presence must rise up to heaven and draw down in power the pledged blessing to give success to Israel's efforts and ensure victory to their arms. Thus we understand this history. Moses chose a band to fight against, Amalek placing it under the command of, of Hosea or Joshua, a prince of the tribe of Ephraim, whose name perhaps from that very event was changed to Joshua or Jehovah is help. And that was by Alfred Edersheim. Remember that the name Joshua is the same name that Jesus had, uh, Yahashua. That's Jesus' name in Hebrew. I bear testimony of the truth of the scriptures and say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.